0: What? Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is! Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Germans? Forget it, he's rolling. And it ain't over now! Cause when the going gets tough... ...the tough get going! Who's with me?
1: Let's go! Come on! Welcome to another edition of the KSL.com Sports Podcast. Little all sports edition here. Uh, I'm Sean Walker, sports reporter here for KSL.com, and. It's been quite the year the last week in sports. Um, for those of you who have been living under the rock, the novel coronavirus, or COVID-19, as they're calling it, has uh, pretty much sent the sporting world to a standstill, uh, with suspensions from the NBA to Major League Soccer to just about everything in between, uh, right on down to high school sports. Here in Utah, we're currently in a moratorium there with the Utah High School Activities Association. So. One of those sports impacted that I don't think a lot of people are, are looking at, but it, it dramatically affects uh, athletics here on the West Hatch Front, is Major League Rugby, which initially last week suspended its season for 30 days, and then uh, Thursday night into Friday morning news broke that uh, Major League Rugby was canceling its third season. So just like that, Utah Warriors and the other 11 teams in the league were they were done um but there's a little more to the story i think with players and coaches in a league where more than half of them are foreign based they come from outside of the united states and canada um this kind of sent them having to scramble a little bit to get out of the country to get back home to see their families uh, that kind of thing while covid 19 among many other things put some pretty significant travel restrictions on the united states and world travel so uh i before he jumped on a flight i i sat down with uh chris latham head coach of the utah warriors as well as general manager kimball care and a couple of players to talk about what that moment was like when the league officially shut down when it was canceled for the year uh and what comes next i mean what comes next for the warriors for mlr uh as they look ahead now to the 2021 season so on that note Thanks for joining me, and here's my conversation with Utah Warriors GM Kimball Care and first-year head coach Chris Latham. Joining us now on the line to discuss a rather eventful Past week, I think, in Major League Rugby. It's been one heck of a year the last seven or eight days across the league. Um, we've got Utah Warriors head coach Chris Latham, the wallabies legend himself, and uh Utah Warriors general manager and co-founder Kimball Care on the line. Guys, thanks so much for joining me for a couple of minutes to talk about uh a really
2: kind of unprecedented move, I think, in the history of the league. No worries. Thank you, Sean, for having us. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been an interesting 48 hours just on, on the announcement. Before that, it's been an interesting week. I think that none of us are ever going to forget.
1: Yeah. Well, Kimball, let's, let's start right there, if you could, because you've kind of been on the front line of all of these decisions. You've seen how they've been made. Can you sort of walk us through the decision by Major League Rugby to first to postpone the season last week and then... Um, ultimately to cancel it as it was handed down today. I I can't imagine that was a very easy decision for you guys
2: to make. Not at all. I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, you've got to work through the decision-making process with your respective stakeholders and, you know, right at the center of, of those, uh, you know, stakeholder priorities is your players and staff. Um, And then second to that is, you know, your fans and, and others. And with so many unknowns, uh, you know, literally, you'll go an hour and the the government requirements or the the policies and the procedures, they'll change, it'll shift. And, you know, with everything moving in the the pace that it's moving and developing as it has, it was going to be next to impossible to reliably make any decisions as to what uh, a confident restart date would be from a, a business business and just even an operational perspective. And so, you know, when you're trying to safeguard those various uh, stakeholders, uh, you know, particularly starting at your, the, the level of your players and your staff, you, you just had to make this decision given not only the, the domestic uh, things, and, and I think Chris can speak to this a little bit more fundamentally as well, given, you know, his um, home is is Australia, but, you know, with the international travel bans and some of the other suspensions that are, you know, beginning to take place internationally, we had to look out for the welfare of our, our foreign players that are with the team currently. So, um, you know, just even if we were to look at a competition in mid to late May to try to restart, you know, you had to kind of ask the question with what players and what resources and to what, you know, to what end, um, but that was even with a, a cloud of uncertainty as to what the government was going to do and what the different municipalities and state governments were going to do. And so with all of those things in consideration, it just made sense to just uh, make that decision and to make it uh, immediate and to work through the process of turning our attention to 2021. Yeah, Chris, let's kind of jump
1: off right there with uh, what Kimball was saying, because we in in the United States, we've seen kind of the the uh, governmental and, and, and domestic pressures that uh, that the government is, is placing upon us, and that's obviously playing some into this decision to cancel the season. Um internationally, it seems like this COVID-19 pandemic is is playing as big of a role. And as as an Australian yourself, can you just kind of speak to what what this what this cancellation i guess means for kind of international players and coaches that make up such a i think it's even a majority of the rosters league wide um or, or pretty close to at least
0: yeah i mean i guess at the end of the day there's a lot of a mixed emotions i mean if you look at it purely from a professional player's point of view you know you mentally prepare yourself um to, to, to play the season you commit to playing the season um, it's a it certainly is a big move to come over here if you've come um, as a foreigner internationally to to play so you know you've you've invested a lot um, you've invested a lot um, emotionally mentally and physically so you prepare yourself for that and then for that to come to a sudden halt you know it's a it, it is a very very hard well, it's not a hard thing to come to terms with, but it's, it's certainly something that's, um, it, it's just not like a light switch where you turn it off and you go, ah, oh, well, season's over. Um, let's move on to the next thing because you're so, you're so mentally in tune and, and, and focus for it. So, you know, there's that part of it. And then for most or some, um, foreigners, you know, they've left family at home, um, and then those that do have family here as well. And, and you know, when, you, when you're looking at international travel, you know, I know, um, you know, Australia now is looking at closing their borders uh, to all non-residents from today. And by the end of the month, they're stopping all international flights coming in. So, you know, whether you're looking at you've got your family here or, you, or your families, you know, are in Australia, you add that emotional toll onto it as well, so you know there's a lot to play. Um, there's a lot at stake, I guess, as as players and as coaches as well. So um, you know it's it's massive decision and it's worldwide. I mean, I've got you know the rugby community um, is a great supportive work uh, network of people, and um, you know we support each other. And you know, and I'm getting calls from coaches and players from from around the world. Uh, whether it is in Australia, New Zealand, Japan, England, France, it doesn't matter where. And, and, you know, they're all saying, well, what's happening with your league? What are you doing? Uh, You know, this is what is happening here. And, um, you know, and there's a lot of concern and there's a lot of uncertainty because, you know, as as it's been said, you know, we're in uncharted waters here. It's something that's never happened before. Um, You know, I cross my fingers and everything else, that it never happens again. Um, but it's you know, it's it's obviously something that is uh is getting worked through and I, I couldn't say any be any more compliment complimentary to, you know, the Utah Warriors, obviously Kimball as well, uh, on the forefront of of making sure that the the welfare for the for the players, um, you know, the the welfare for the for the brand utah warriors and the sponsors and everything is is you know at the forefront of his mind and everyone's mind at the um at the utah warriors staff so um you know it's whilst it's been difficult it's also been uh, quite humbling and, and and quite a great experience to to go through as well
2: and if i if i could sean maybe just add to that i mean let's let's just call this uh, you know uh, one of those you know, we say it, it's a unique experience and something that's unprecedented but really I think what we're seeing is is that with the decisions that Major League Rugby made and also what I think some of these other leagues are going to inevitably have to make themselves is that this is no longer a sports decision this is no longer a sports conversation it's it's just it's a human conversation and it, it yeah, it's transcends a, it's a public
1: health conversation. Really? Yeah. yeah.
2: It, it, it's, it's much more than whether or not we're going to be able to cheer on our team. It's taking care of our families. I mean, one of the considerations that I would hate to have to, to think about is if our team, even if we were to try to play games in front of uh, no fans and no audiences, if they were to travel, and to, in some way, shape, or form, you know, contract uh, a, a virus and, and, you know, while they were traveling and then take it back home. And they were, they happened to, you know, give it to uh, a person in that elderly, you know, category that's a little bit more susceptible to this, this, uh, this virus. And to have something come of that, that, you know, either that person passes away. I, I, I couldn't live with myself. And it's just not worth the commercial interest or anything else like that when when you look at it in that light this is a human this is a human interest uh narrative and it's not about sport anymore it's much it's much much, much bigger than that
1: no 100 percent. And i think we're all in agreement i mean at, at some point we all love sports so you know we've we've made all three of us here we've made a career in sports um but at some point you kind of also yeah i think you're right you do have to look at both sporting ramifications, but also non-sporting ramifications. And it's, this is so much bigger than sport, um, so much bigger than athletics than kind of the community and the, the community that we've bred can help in a time like this, certainly, uh, 100%. But there are just so many other things to consider just on a public health level, on a human level, on a, on a human interest level. Um, I think you're absolutely right there. Um, I, I think that was very very well spoken there by Kimball um can we dive kind of into that culture and sort of a little bit of that sporting culture but just that human culture um, coach because this this was your first year in Utah um, and what you were able to do at least for the first month ish of the season was it, it seemed like you you had your guys kind of trending upwards on a really good path coming off of I mean you just barely had that big win um, at Seattle obviously before the season was postponed and then canceled you you had that I I remember watching that win over New England going this team I mean the improvement from week 1 to week 2 was just absolutely phenomenal what well, how have you how did you kind of get your guys to sort of buy into not just a a new staff and a new system on the sporting side but kind of a new culture and a and a new sort of community i mean you guys looked like i know it's cliche but you look like a family a little bit out there so how, how'd you kind of go about doing that i guess in such a short time
0: yeah again it, it comes down to relationships um you know at, at, at the warriors you know we've got uh some pillars that, that we live by and and um and most importantly one of those is family and um you know we we treat we make sure that we treat each other like family and and as in any business, successful business, it's got to start from the top. Um, and you know, we certainly set out, um, you know, when I first got approached uh, by Kimball, um, to start this journey in the, in the process of coming over, you know, listening to him talk about the importance of family, and things like that, and, and the pillars that we have, it really struck a note to the core values, basically, of rugby and, and why I love this sport. So again, um, coming into this environment, it was just about making sure that we, that we create relationships, we, cre- we create an environment that's fun to turn up to, uh, we create an environment where we're challenging players every day, um, making sure that they, they never get comfortable they never feel like they've actually got it. We're always making sure that, you know, we're pushing them to another level. And, you know, to the players' credit, they, they certainly came in with a great attitude. They came in with an attitude of, of wanting to be better, wanting to uh, get success. And to be honest, when you've, when you've got a bunch of guys that... Um, and, and when I talk guys, I'm not, to, I'm not only talking about the players, I'm talking about the entire staff um, across the board of the of the Utah Warriors. When you've got everyone singing from that from the same hymn sheet, then it certainly makes your job a lot easier. And um, and then you know once once you've got them humming, it's it's just a matter of making sure that you you continue to keep those relationships. You continue to be honest. I mean that's probably something that. Um, across my playing career and as a coach, the most common thing that you hear is people just uh-huh. really want honesty. And, um, you know, we made sure that we, we deliver honest, clear messages and the players uh, have an open forum that when we're in our meeting room, you know, that's a, that's a safe haven just to speak up and say what they like. And once we leave that room, then we've dealt with it and we move on and, yeah, I certainly think, um, especially after that Seattle game, you know, I was really looking forward, especially after five weeks on the road, uh, getting back and playing, uh, actually getting to play a home game, uh, because I really thought that the, the players were in a really good mindset. We had them playing some really good rugby, and um, but. You know these things happen and and uh, as Kimball uh, spoke very well before you know this this is more of a, a human decision now and and it's fully supported by everyone and it's um you know this sport it's a great sport rugby um it, it'll survive this and and you know we'll always it'll always be there and, and ready for us when whenever it's uh, whenever we pick up and ready to go next season.
1: One hundred percent. So now turning to next season, um, we have we've heard everybody talk about focusing on 2021 and 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 preparing for the 2021 season. The league is is content to come back for 2021. You guys are working hard behind the scenes to come back for 2021. What's just a little bit, Coach, of what what that sort of looks like getting ready for the 2021 season, trying to channel what you guys accomplished through your first month to prepare for 2021. Um, And then after that, maybe Kimball can speak a little bit to just sort of the, the the off the field um, sort of preparations for next year.
0: Yeah. So I guess, first of all, it's very important that, that, that everyone um, just concentrates on their family and making sure that, you know, that everyone's safe and, and, and we get through, through this period. And then, in the meantime, we just continue with making plans on on how to best uh, support these uh, support our players um, through these months, um, both from a from a compassionate point of view and from a, a physical point of view. And again, it's making sure that those lines of communication are kept open, the honesty is kept open, and and we keep challenging them. So again, from from our point of view. From a coaching point of view, you know, we'll be sending them things that we want them to work on, uh, giving them areas in which we need them uh, to improve. Obviously, uh, identifying areas that we were happy with with where they were going and what they were doing, and then just basically, like I said, just keeping those chains of communication open and, and relationships there. And you know, the we were a team that really started late this season. Um, you know, we we're, we're behind the eight ball right from the get-go. And I think the boys have realised that uh, what they have ch- finally realised, what they have achieved in such a short time um, is remarkable. And um, I think that really has lit, you know, the fire um, in, in these guys. And, and they're really uh, motivated and looking forward to making sure that when we get back together uh, whether it be November or December, uh, whatever is decided by the league when we can come back, um, you know these guys are fit, they're healthy, but more importantly, they're hungry, and um, and that's what we'll be maintaining through this uh, through this period.
1: Yeah, Kimball, we've we've heard we heard their coach talk about on the pitch what does preparing for twenty twenty one look like, just from an organizational standpoint, from a league standpoint, from I mean, I don't know if you even want to go into marketing and that sort of thing, but how do you guys kind of start preparing now, I guess, for 2021?
2: Well, I think that, you know, the key obviously is, you know, this really is, uh, you got to find the silver lining, right, Uh, in in any scenario like this. And you got to find what sort of um, value you can get out of a situation like this. I mean, the, 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 the first and foremost important thing here is that, the Warriors and Major League Rugby are not going anywhere um, and we're not going to be fading off into the, the background. And so um, how that all gets figured out in detail from a tactical standpoint, we're just still working on some of those elements. But I think just so that that we have an opportunity now to do something that we haven't been able to do. And geez, I mean even from the inception of the Warriors and, and Major League Rugby is We've been scrambling from, you know, the get go, trying to, you know, keep pace with the fast and, and, and evolving nature of, of professional sport and a new league, a new sport in, in the state of Utah. Now we actually have three hundred and some odd days before next season's kickoff to take a look at ourselves operationally, to take a look at what strengths and weaknesses we need to have um, you know, fixed on the commercial side as well as, you know, the team side and what that looks like in order to really set ourselves up for success, and so you know, I know we've already begun discussions internally on 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 both sides of the house, um, but you know, this really is an opportune time for us to to really do some spring cleaning, as it were, and to set ourselves up for you know much more success than what we've seen already, and to really try to um, help this brand, help this team, and even more importantly, help this community be engaged with this great sport and what it can provide to our families, to our kids and, and everything else. So, you know, we'll, we'll look to do a number of, um, you know, things from a marketing and sales outreach standpoint. I mean, obviously that's just part of the business, but more importantly, we're going to be engaged with the community and, and helping them in in whatever way we can through the coming months. I, I would love for nothing more than to have, uh, you know, once all this COVID-19 stuff blows over to have a big you know coming out party where we can finally get together in a, in a big group and maybe even if it's just a movie night or a fireworks show or whatever it is just to kind of let everybody get back together and you know feel like they're they're getting their back with their their lives in a, on a regular basis so there's little things like that that we'll be looking to do and support but you know I, I think it's it's pretty exciting what's on the horizon we've got some other things that we've been working on even well before um, this uh, this set this setback and the suspension of play uh, took place, so there's some elements there that we're looking at that we'll be making. Hopefully, some announcements here within the coming months that I think is going to excite not only the rugby community but the community here within the, the greater Wasatch Front.
1: One hundred percent, guys. Very well said. Uh, and and like you said, I mean the. The competition may be canceled for the year, but I think the community lives on. You guys have definitely built up a great community of passionate rugby fans and supporters here on the Wasatch Front. Um, I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they're. I think they'll be waiting for you, I, just as you guys are getting ready for next season. Uh, I know several of them are also eagerly waiting for and anticipating next season. And here we go. We'll we'll move on from there. So. Thanks so much for joining me on this uh, mini conference call slash podcast to kind of talk through some of our emotions and and look ahead to the 2021 season. But uh, Kimball Kerr, GM of the Utah Warriors, Chris Latham, head coach. Thank you so much, guys.
2: Thanks, Sean. Thank you very
1: much.